Luke chapter 5. We really had a good day yesterday. Um, there was, I don't know if anybody actually did a count. We, we had probably close to um, 50 or 60 people were here yesterday, I think. I've, I recall from the, from the name tags that that was about right, what, what we had. Um, and and like I said earlier, if you were if you didn't have an opportunity to be here, to hear the conversations that went on, to talk about some of the things, again for those that are new, we did a survey earlier on this fall um, that that expressed some uh, uh, gave people an opportunity to express some of the things that they were feeling about our congregation, things that they liked, things that they were challenged by. Um, um, and then, and then all of that was to be able to come together for this church family meeting yesterday to talk through those things, to, uh, to try and understand the values that were behind the things that people liked and didn't like. And, and there were lots of great ideas that came out of all of that, of who we are, what God is shaping in our hearts, what are ways that we can express our character as children of God in this time, in this place, with this community. Um, it was really wonderful, and I would encourage you to read some of the things that uh, that were written down, um, that, that were talked about. Uh, we had these goals. These were our goals for yesterday. Um, and the first one was, for me, I think, probably the most important, that we would grow in our love and appreciation of one another. Um, there is great diversity in this church family. And, and, and there are just some, some real, uh, um, uh, what's the word? There's no real just good one word. Marvelous people that are part of this church family. And we don't always get a chance to be able to, uh, to see those things. And oftentimes it is the differences that we can kind of get focused on and, and don't take the time to be able to listen to the heart behind some of those things that people have, uh, have, have uh, embraced, the things that they do differently than us. And to take the time to just be able to sit and talk, to be honest with one another, to listen carefully to the heart of one another is, is a, a powerful experience for us as family to be able to go through. And uh, I heard a number of people come up to me afterwards and say, we have to do this more often. Some of those same people were the ones who said, oh, I really don't want to come there before because they were concerned about what actually was going to happen. And it's true, there's, there's a risk and a danger of coming and being honest with one another because sometimes your honesty really rubs me the wrong way. Um, but, but there was just this humility of, of wanting to, to not just tolerate the differences that there are between us, but to embrace them, to recognize that it's, it's in that difference that we have our strength and that Christ is refining His, His character, His nature in each one of us. And so, um, so that was, that was, our, uh, that was our, our, our number one goal. And I think in, in many ways... Uh, we were seeing some of that accomplished. 
The other goal is that we would be able to identify those values that we have in common, those things that, that unite us so that we can, that we can move forward. We can, we can shape the way that we do our service. We can, we can uh, 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 target initiatives within our congregation that are going to live out those values here in this church family, but also in our community. And there were some great ideas that came out of those discussions uh, that, that, that were, were birthed out of some of those values that we have, uh, some of the, the, the ideas that we had about outreach. Samantha was just writing like crazy on her table of all of these different ideas of things that people were coming up with, the way that we could make a difference in our community. And, and let me just say that is... That has to be one of our priorities as a congregation. If, if we are just a, a group of people that meet here on a Sunday, that we, even, even if we're a group of people that meet every day of the week and, and really love and encourage each other really well, but never step out of that family and recognize that we live in a world that is lost and dying and that they need the message of Jesus Christ We've missed it. And, and the ideas that you were coming up with as far as ways that we can express the love of Jesus into our community and into our world was exciting. And, and, and the ideas, one of the other common themes and, and ideas that came up at a number of the different discussion groups that were going on was this whole concept of mentorship, of, of being invested in one another's lives in, in very key ways that we can help each other to grow in certain areas of our lives. And whether that's a, a young and an old um, kind of connection where, where those that, that have, have years of maturity and experience can, can help come alongside somebody who's young and, and needs some, some guidance and direction, or if it's uh, different people with different skills and different gifts that, that would identify some similar gifts in somebody else and, and help them develop those and raise up those gifts so that they can be used in our congregation and our world. All kinds of wonderful ideas about how we can connect and, and support and encourage and build up one another. All of these are words and phrases that come out of Scripture. This is the heart of God for His people. And it was exciting to be able to hear those things kind of coming to the surface here in our congregation. And, and again, just wonderful ideas as you read some of the things that are up there talking about uh, grandmas praying with grandchildren here in our congregation and, and building some of those relationships and, and, and those that, that, yeah, just I, I could go on and on and on and on and on. what do we do now? All of these great ideas that are up on the walls around us. I know that there are some of you that are looking at those things and saying, boy, sure look forward to somebody getting going on that. <laughs> Making that happen. Because that would be really good if somebody could organize and arrange and, and, and do that here in our church. <laughs> if that's your attitude, if that's your mindset right now, we're in trouble. And as I was you know, yesterday afternoon after I got home and, and thinking about 
where we're going, what we're going to do with all of this stuff, I was brought to this passage in Luke chapter 5. Um, that I think, I think the Lord wants us to be able to hear this morning to inspire and direct us as we consider what now? Starting at verse 1. On one occasion, while the crowd was pressing in on Jesus to hear the Word of God, He was standing by the lake of Gennesaret. And He saw two boats by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. Getting into one of those boats, which was Simon's, He asked him to put out a little from the land. And He sat down and taught the people from the boat. But when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep now and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we toiled all night long and took nothing. But at your word, I will let down the nets. And when they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish and their nets were breaking. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. And when Simon Peter saw it, <laughs> he fell down at Jesus' feet saying, Depart from me. For I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, the son of Zebedee, who were the partners with Simon. Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on, <laughs> you will be catching men. And when they had brought their boats to the land, they left everything and followed Him. Peter had every reason to put Jesus off. He was tired. It says that, that, that he had toiled all night long that that toiled isn't just like kind of pitter pattering on something puttering around that was working hard and and if any of you have ever seen fishermen working especially without all of the mechanical lifts and winches and all the rest of that kind of stuff tossing out the heavy nets letting them out and then drawing them back into the boat and you can just imagine the discouragement of letting them out and then bringing them in and nothing. And so letting them out again and bringing them in and nothing. And he had done that all night long. And now Jesus was asking him to go out again. Peter could have very easily said, just wait till I've had a little rest. This has been a, a busy season of my life. I need to take some me time before I can go and do some more fishing. 
Peter could have said, the fish just aren't there. I am an expert at fishing in places where fish aren't. And it doesn't matter what kind of lure you throw out into the water. It doesn't matter what kind of strategy you might have of, of the speed of the trolling boat or, or of the, the way that you reel it in or, or any other kind of strategy that you can come up with. If the fish aren't there, you will not catch anything. And Peter was kind of saying, Master, I appreciate as a carpenter, you think you know how fishing works. But let me tell you this, there aren't any fish out here right now. So it would be a waste of time for us to go after fish in this moment. I mean, Peter had all of the experience. He knew the movements of fish and knew that this was not, they had tried, they had done their best, they had given everything that they could to figure this out. And he could have just said, Master, these, there, there are no fish. There's no point. It would just be a waste of energy. There's much more productive things that I could be doing right now than trying to fish. So let's wait until the fish are moving the spawning back into this area or whatever and we can come when the fish are actually going to be there. Their equipment wasn't ready. They were in the middle of washing their nets. Their nets were full of sticks and weeds and all kinds of other things that had been captured in there as they had been throwing them out and then drawing them back in and they're getting all of the floatsam and jetsam that was in the water and underneath the water, dragging along the bottom and they were all full of junk. And you know that if you throw a net out that is full of weeds and sticks and everything, the fish are going to see that and they're going to go the other way. You will not catch fish if your equipment isn't ready. And it says that they were in the, in the process of cleaning their nets. Peter could have very easily said, Jesus, we don't have the resources in place to be able to, to get out and fish right now. Our nets aren't ready. We don't have the, 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 the proper pieces in place for us to be successful at catching fish right now. Just wait. Give us a few hours that we can clean up our nets and make sure that everything is in place and then maybe we'll go out. But something in the words of Jesus moved in Peter's heart and in his mind. He said, I'm tired. I've worked hard. I don't think the fish are out there. I'm not really ready. But read that again. But at your word. Because you have said it. Because you have spoken. I'll go. Yesterday, the Holy Spirit was speaking to us about things that He wants to, to accomplish here in this family. Putting ideas and thoughts and plans and strategies in our hearts and in our minds. Of things that He is calling us to. Let me make it more personal. 
things that He is calling you to. You might be tired. Lord knows this has been a difficult time of life. So many of us are busy working so hard at trying to to get what what seems to be more and more fleetingly able to earn and accomplish. There is there is the 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 emotional weight that we have gone through as we've gone through isolations, as we've gone through chaos and turmoil, whether that's within our own families or within our communities. I know what it means. We are tired. We've toiled hard. We've worked hard. I also know what it means to look around at the community around us and think they are not going to listen. This is, this is not a good time for us to be expressing. All it's going to do is stir up more animosity, more division, more conflict, more persecution. This is not the right time. The fish aren't there. They're not ready to get caught. We could also say we don't have... We don't have the piece of like, look at this place. It's jam-packed. How, how can we have more room for, for more people to come in and join us here? Our tools aren't ready. We don't have the right equipment in place. We don't have the right programs in place. We don't have the right training in place. I, I, don't, feel, I don't feel like I have the right words to be able to say to interact with people in this world right now where they're at. I don't know that I have what it takes to invest in the life of somebody else to, to mentor them up through, uh, through their lives. I, 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 I've never been really trained that well at all of this. I don't have the resources that I need in order to carry out these things that you've been saying to us, Lord. There's all kinds of good, rational reasons to look at the lists up here and say, uh, it's not, not me right now. I'm going to encourage you to follow Peter's example. To emulate James and John and Andrew. That at the Word of the Lord, the things that He has spoken to you. Be quick to obey. Don't put it off. Don't, don't, don't say, just in a little bit longer, I will take care of that. Don't think that there is going to be an opening when when things will work better, that, that, that things will come together more, more efficiently if I just wait a little bit longer. The Lord has spoken to you. Leave everything and follow. Be quick to walk in the path that He has laid out for you.
in Hebrews chapter 3, there's a warning there from the author of this letter. And he's quoting from the Old Testament. He says in Hebrews chapter 3, verse 15, as it is written, today, today if you hear His voice, do not harden your heart. Instead, leave everything and follow. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank You that You speak to us. I thank You that You have spoken to us as a church family in these, this weekend and these last couple of days. Not only us as an organization, as a group, but You have spoken to us as individuals. That is awesome that the creator of the universe would direct his infinite attention on me and call me to carry out his plans and purposes what a marvelous privilege lord we need your help we need your spirit to empower us to follow, to push aside all of the excuses, to push past all of the things that would try and, and clamor for our attention and push out those things, that, that, that tendency to harden our hearts, to say, I'm not ready. Would you soften our hearts today, Lord? Would your Spirit work in us Help us to be ready that we would be quick to obey because you have spoken. <laughs> and there is no telling how full our boats will be when we are quick follow. For your glory, for your kingdom. Amen.